0: and welcome to episode seven of opposites react today is march 11th 2020 and i'm here with sarah
1: yo how's it going
0: <laughs> so we are obviously going to talk about movies and video games and everything else that's going on in life right now um you know i i know i've seen something that's everybody in the world is dealing with right now the whole coronavirus thing we're not gonna harp on that obviously but it's hard for it not to play a factor in some of the news we're gonna talk about today such a gaming related news but we'll get to that later um do you sarah do you want to start off with what you've been up to the last week
1: uh, i haven't been up to too much i guess uh we have been playing in dank and roll but trigger happy havoc uh i have beaten it before but how are you liking it so far we're not too far in the first uh murder has just happened
0: Oh, yeah, which was, which was quite shocking how I didn't expect that character to get offed, unless there's some kind of twist going on later on where she's not really dead. But um, I'm really liking it so far. Definitely uh, interested to see where the mystery goes.
1: Yes, I'm very excited to see how you do in, in like, the trial phase.
0: I imagine that's coming up soon.
1: Yeah, you're going to have to investigate first, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have the trial, and that's where the twists and turns really happen, so I'm excited.
0: Uh, is that it? Pretty much that you can play other stuff on your own Uh though. Just is murder it? by numbers. How are you liking that?
1: I think it's great. Uh, it is pretty much if Phoenix Wright and Picross had a baby.
0: I never played the Phoenix Wright games, so I can't really relate to that. But from what I've seen you play of it, and what I've heard of it, it sounds pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a lot for Phoenix Wright games. You have to go around. You are a detective, and you go around and you collect evidence, and you talk to all the suspects, and you're trying to find holes in in their testimonies, and you go to the court case and you'd go through the whole trial but for this one you're not really f- you are finding evidence but instead of actually uh the way you find the evidence is you do a pick puzzle and that's how you find like the wallet okay. or okay. the id and stuff like that i could see that yeah so it's, it's just really another layer onto it but the writing is so good it's by the people that made hot tofu boyfriend
0: yeah i think i'd read about that before <laughs> it came out so.
1: It's kind of a random fact, but uh, it is very good, very witty. I'm quite enjoying it. There's a lot of reading, and with me and reading, it's just it will take me a while. That's the only, my only qualm with it. Uh, otherwise, it is great so far. But that's all I've been playing.
0: You plan to get that done before Animal Crossing comes? out I next better week. get it done <laughs>
1: for Animal Crossing, or else it's just going to go in the trash, and I'm just going to be sad. That's it.
0: <laughs> Did you buy it digitally or physical copy? Murder by Numbers. Yeah, it's only digital. It was, only digital. It was
1: like. 13 canadian dollars it's only available on switch and pc what have you been up to
0: uh gaming wise you know just the usual um apex legends uh i'm playing a little bit more mlb the show 19 recently getting really ramped up for the release of 20 in a couple of days which we'll talk about shortly other than that uh i mean even movie okay well not a new movie but like i think i was on uh last friday i went to the movies with my mom to see snatch
1: mm, yes and how and, full was the theater
0: <laughs> including us there was five people <laughs> all sitting in the back row um all the cool kids it was fun to watch it i, I don't want to say it again like, It was my first time seeing it on the big screen right. but was, i've seen it many times like at home so you know I, I knew the story beats i knew even where most of the dialogue was going to come up but uh it's a great film it's so rewatchable and it was cool just to watch it in that setting the, the next one I probably want to see is that uh, I referenced it. I was in the other podcast, the, the Ben Affleck one that just came out last right. weekend, The Way Back. Uh, really excited to see that one. Uh, I haven't got around to watching any more Hunters. I think I'm still on episode no, four. You kinda, yeah.
1: yeah. You were kind of down on the last episode, so that's why uh-huh. I figured you haven't gone back. Well, it's yeah. like,
0: like most series. It's always going to have that kind of lull in the middle where they got to do a lot of story building and setting up character arcs and stuff, and then usually the last few episodes are really good. So I know I got right. power through the middle of the series, but yeah, I'm still, I tend to go back to it probably on the weekend or something. Well, if you have anything else to talk about, I guess we can kind of transition. I my, my got some notes here about some gaming news you want to talk about. Sure thing. So as I said, unfortunately, the first few events here are going to be sort of related to the coronavirus. I guess we can call it a pandemic now because that's what yes, they're calling it, it. official today. Especially a pandemic. Um, well, you mentioned this to me last night, but obviously I, I also saw an article about it today. So, uh, it e- was
1: unofficial last night. Oh,
0: was it? Okay. Yeah, it was
1: official today. Okay. E3
0: 2020 has been canceled. Probably no surprise to anyone considering.
1: Yeah, it's not that... They had to cancel it per se. It's that nobody would have come, <laughs> so right it would have just been a loss anyways. Uh, but I can it's just weird, and we are in an age where Nintendo direct exists and place st- state, state, of, play state of, play of play exists so these big companies could easily uh what is the word just do showcases instead substitute show like digital showcases.
0: Well, I think the thing with e three last couple of years too has been not necessarily out of like yeah, the big three studios are all kind of doing their own thing, although Xbox still had a big presence the last yeah. couple of years, but...
1: Also Nintendo.
0: Yeah. It's like Nintendo well, Treehouse
1: Live was right. the reason I kept the TV on for three days straight. I loved... Yeah. They sold me on so many games just by that presentation. Yeah, I
0: think the E3 show floor the last couple of years are mostly just about ge- uh, studios trying to game demos and, and game showcases and stuff like that, like where people can actually go around and play it.
1: It has been more, yeah. Or merchandising. Just, they were or open to the public. Yeah. But, yeah, if you watched the Giant Bomb thing last year with Jeff and Dan, they went around E3 and it was pretty much a, a monster energy drinks and stuff like that. It was it was more of a sales and it was just empty. It wasn't the same as it was. And all the scandal last year anyways, but that's an aside.
0: No, on that note. Sorry, it takes place usually, what, second week of June or something? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I read that Xbox, they plan to have like a digital event of their own. Yeah, obviously. right after
1: it got canceled, they're like, mm. okay, we'll still kind of have an event. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, naturally. I mean, you have to figure. They're not going. The thing with my next point is going to segue into is that I uh, saw an interesting article today where I think it was actually Polygon I might have done the article. I wish I could remember the name of the, the title of the article, but it was about Xbox. Sorry, what are we calling it? Xbox Series X versus yeah, PlayStation know. 5. Mm-hmm. And with how. Kind of tight-lipped PlayStation. Or Sony's been about PlayStation Five. Like some details have been out there, but nothing to the extent nothing of what crazy. Microsoft like, revealed. Of it's rumors, right? So, do you think like Microsoft has built up a lot more excitement, a lot more goodwill with how upfront they've been a lot of about a lot of the Series X I stuff? I
1: think so. Do I think it's enough? Probably not.
0: You still think, think PS Five can come out and blow it out?
1: Yeah, but I don't know. People are getting antsy about it. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah, they're running out of things to do. Like, they have to do the state of play now to show it off. Pretty much. There's no events left before, well, maybe Tokyo Game Show, but That's if that doesn't get canceled either. But that's the last major event that I can think of, honestly. Uh, that I mean,
0: aside from confirming or maybe, like, really nailing down some more hardware spec- specifications for the PlayStation 5, I think the biggest thing people just want to know is how backwards compatible it's going to be.
1: That's, like, that is the one thing that will sell me. Mm-hmm. If I can unplug my PS3, <laughs> yeah. that would make me elated. But if that's not true, I really have no reason to buy PS Five, because it's just I I assume the launch games are going to be first party, like a Last of Us upgrade and stuff like that. Where I just don't.
0: Come
1: on, Ridge Racer, (laughs) Wipeout. Like I I'm not interested usually in Sony first party, so I Mm. can totally. Skip I, it for now.
0: I think Horizon Zero Dawn Two might be a launch title or no
1: launch. If I launch, would say first year within the first year, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because they have to be working on that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I have I have no reason to buy PS Five.
0: Going back to the E Three thing for a second, another interesting thing I saw on Reset today was uh, someone said probably the saddest thing about not having E Three this year is. Uh, not having like the giant bomb E3 videos. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. A, like
0: a late night, like especially like yeah, someone says, I hope Jeff still has a fit down with sit, uh, sit down with Phil Spencer. Yeah, yeah.
1: they're great. Like, I, I people tune in two times a year in mass amounts to watch E3 at giant bomb and the the holidays. Uh, so, without it, and last year Jeff, you could see that Jeff was kind of worried that E3 is kind of going to the wayside because this is mm-hmm. a place where people that work on the internet, like, Polygon and GameSpot Spot? I did it right on yep. IGN this is the one time they can get together and see each other once a year like friends from around the world that come to do E3 coverage and that's just over now so it's just it's sad for many uh, industry people that are not going to have that opportunity this year so it's, it's really sad in a lot of ways and plus E3 is not just a show for uh, fans it's a business show so a lot of business is gonna hurt this year. This is where third parties do a lot of their selling, so it is just gone. It is it is much bigger than just us. So it is it is a big blow.
0: Yeah, definitely, it, definitely something that the industry is gonna feel. So I guess uh, I, I had one more note about E3, but I think I'm going to gloss over it, actually. Um, I, for now, we're just going to segue to, uh, well, the next big piece of game news, I guess, happened just yesterday, actually, was the Call of Duty Battle Royale Warzone oh, yeah. was released. I know some uh, co-workers that have tried it out. I've obviously seen a lot of people on Twitch and other, mm-hmm. like, even, like, well, you know, like, some of the YouTube guys we watch, like, Rich, who does yep. the, the... What's the, his tag? Oh, uh, his tag channel? Or yeah. Or it's called I- I temp plays right. So he's transitioned to doing a couple of of, uh, Warzone videos now. I don't know if he'll ever go back to Apex. I imagine he will He'll be playing Call of Duty permanently. But for now, obviously, with it being the hot thing, everybody on Twitch is jumping on and Mm -hmm. trying out the... Which, you know, I don't blame them. I was curious myself about it. So I didn't want to... Like, for people who already have Call of Duty Modern Warfare... Uh, the most recent one not obviously the the one from like 09 or whatever the most recent Call Call of Duty Modern Warfare if you already have the game installed you just have to download or do an update to get the Warzone Mm. it just patches into the existing game right now if you don't have it or if you're like me and you had the game and sold it which means I installed it for my PS4 uh, you can still download the uh, just the Warzone uh, file itself as a free to play standalone. Isn't thing. it massive though? Uh, I heard it's ninety eight gigs. Yeah. I believe. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, ninety eight <laughs> gigs. Now, granted, when you see it in action, you probably understand why it's a huge map. I don't scale wise. I don't know how to be. I don't know how we compare scale wise, like an Apex or a PUBG or something. But it... just looking at it in, in, in gameplay motion, it looks huge. I mean, well, it's, considering that. Had, go sorry, ahead, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, it has to support up to one hundred fifty players. What I was say. Well, like, Apex curr- is sixty currently. Yeah. Currently, it's at one hundred fifty player limit. But the re- the I want to say respawn for a second. The If any War Devs have said that they plan to up it to 200 in the future. Yeah. So for right now, they've there's two there's two modes in the game. There's the battle Royale. I think they just call it Battle Royale, is what they're they're calling the one mode, and the other mode is called plunder. plunder. I haven't I haven't seen too many videos about plunder. I know it's in each mode you collect cash to purchase things, but I think the plunder mode is more about collecting as much cash as you can and then like you become like hunted by other players. Interesting. Battle Royale is just what you'd expect. so right now it's only trios. All oh, right. Now watching the gameplay, it, it obviously, you know, at this point, if you're making a battle royale game, you're going to you're going to take parts of Apex, and you're going to take parts of Fortnite, you're going to take parts of PUBG, you're going to make a little baby out of it. <laughs> um it's, it's, you know, naturally, like the these games all borrow from each other. Now, yeah. if watching it, you can tell obviously w- even just watching the like I was watching um I think it's he goes by uh The Real Crafty. He goes by on on, on Twitch he plays apex and stuff too but yeah he obviously jumped on the mm-hmm. warfare bandwagon yesterday so i was watching so when you launch into the game uh they make you go through a tutorial of the mode you know which Makes no sense. no different than if you're playing apex going through firing range yeah, i teach you the basics the buttons and mechanics and stuff so obviously so like in in um this battle royale and in, in, i'm just gonna call it Warzone. in Warzone, when you go through the training so obviously it first thing it instructs you is pick up that armor over there and you know put some armor on now in this game it's in Apex, you pick up, like, a, a body of armor. You just put it on, you yeah. get your shield bars. In this one, it's like you can pick up individual pieces of no, armor. No, that
1: sounds so much more effort. It's
0: not like it's not like you're picking... I mean, maybe you are picking up, helmet, I didn't notice, but, like, it just shows him, like, picking up, like, three armor plates, essentially. So like Does put, that,
1: like, level so, up your armor?
0: No, like, so I don't... He put one on, so he had, like, one shield bar. Then he puts on, like, another shield bar. So he, could, he eventually had three shield bars okay. from this three piece of armor.
1: So does it make it, like, purple armor?
0: <laughs> I, I, again, I don't really know. Okay. I haven't seen enough videos of it going into that much detail, but... You know he goes through the basic Call of Duty. Anybody who's done a Call of Duty uh, tutorial in the past ten years knows what you do. You walk through these gated off areas. You shoot mm-hmm. some dummies that pop up and stuff. The uh, and then it shoots you the now uh, one thing I know people. I'm sure you can obviously remap the stuff whether you are playing on PC or PS4, or whatever. But I know one thing people don't like about the default controls on PS4 with the because I know obviously they have the the they don't I don't think they call it the ping system, but the ping system from Apex where you obviously tag something whether it's an enemy or an item or something uh, on the, the PS4 controller it's relegated to the d-pad
1: oh it's a what, what is it on apex uh
0: it, what default would be like your um r1 button okay but i do for me it would feel weird to do it on the d-pad i think well, yeah especially if you're using it often you have to keep moving your
1: i wonder how Fortnite and pubg do it
0: yeah i'm not sure does pubg even have a ping system i don't know Fortnite Oh, does, Fortnite does i'm sorry but, i don't know if pubg does yeah but so then it shows. Uh, so at one point, the in this tutorial, he's running around. He's grabbing it. There's just piles of cash laying around. He, buys, he picks up all these piles of cash, and then you can go over to a, like a supply station, and you can purchase um, like kill streaks, like a, oh. like a UAV or an airstrike. Now you can also purchase a. I think they call it a supply drop, and it, what, th- what happens is when you, so it's just like, it's just like any, anybody who's played the Call of Duty games four knows what a care package looks like. Mm-hmm. The thing drops out of the sky, a big box lands in front of you. When you purchase a, a supply drop, um, it can actually, you can choose from a preset loadout. So you can set a loadout going into the match.
1: Oh, of what will drop in the package. Right. So okay. you can say
0: like, I want to get like an M4 and a pistol and a rocket launcher and these perks. So
1: does it, like, do you pick like three and then randomly one of them will drop? Or do they drop an order? As far as I can
0: tell, you can, I think if you, Again, I don't know much detail. I think from what I saw, you, this the thing drops, and when the guy opened it, it had like nine loadouts in there. Whoa! So I think if you can set a bunch of loadouts and just pick whatever one you want. Okay. Now, obviously, it costs a lot of money, so yeah, it's, it like it's like it's something that's easy to get early on in the game, or something that you can probably get like multiple of. You know what I mean? But anyways, but so we did that, and then um, what else did they show off in the thing besides kill streaks? It's pretty basic, but anyway. So then he dropped into a match, and here's where it gets interesting. So you drop out of the out of a plane just like you would in PUBG or Apex. You're dropping, you're dropping out of the sky, and you're gonna land somewhere. Now, unlike in Apex, where when you drop as a squad, you you, you know you have one person relegated as a jump master. You can obviously, the other people can break off if they want to at any time, but generally speaking, one person relegates where the team goes, hopefully they ping where they want to go. Sometimes they don't, which is annoying, <laughs> but I'm not going to get into that rant right now. <laughs> uh, but in this game, when you even though you're dropping as a team in, in the Warzone Battle Royale, you all drop out individually. Oh, with your parachutes so and even a if, big
1: map to go and find right. each
0: other so a lot of times people are just landing completely away from each other and it's almost like you're playing solo huh. <laughs> by the time you run over your teammate they might be downed or now here's the other interesting mechanic well i should before i skip ahead here so when you when you land with your little parachute um and you can obviously control the speed of the parachute and the descent and everything too right so if you you can drop hot and just like land on the ground and do like mm-hmm. a somersault thing or you can kind of like drift away somewhere land on a roof uh, but you always drop with a pistol. I think you start off with like 15 or or 18 bolts, something like that. Not a lot of ammo, but you start off with at least a pistol. So if you land right beside someone, you guys can pop off at each other. Right. You don't have to try and punch each other like an Apex or or something. Um, so in the first video I watched, so the guy he landed with his pistol out, he ran to another guy. He got he got down like right away. So he's in that stage like most other games. Yeah. Games that you get your revived. You're, 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 you're down. You're crawling around. Your teammate can revive you. So so you got finished off. So at this point, when you're killed in Warzone. The uh, the animation, there's an animation that plays out where it's like you're getting dragged away from behind. Like it says you're being captured, so you're being dragged away. The screen kind of fades to black, and then you wake up in like this. They call it a gulag. So you're waking up in like a small, you know, 200 square foot room uh, with one other person in it. And so it's like another person that's also died in the game, and you two have a one v one with your pistols. And whoever wins that matchup gets like a second chance, gets a revive into the game. But this, so in, so like in this case. So he he killed the guy, he got what they call the second chance. So basically he's just parachuting out of the sky again. Right. So he can, naked. You can obviously land. So I guess the idea is if you died you can probably land where you landed before and pick up your loot if it hasn't right. already been looted, or you can land hopefully somewhere else where your teammates are. But then like on the screen it said like no more second chances. Although I think if I'm not mistaken, there might be a way to through the like the cash and the supply Uh-oh. drops, you might be able to purchase like an extra revive. Right. I don't know. So it's an interesting mechanic. Um like I said the, the map looks huge. Like it's it, it's basically a bunch of other Call of Duty maps condensed into one huge right. map, which is cool because it gives you a lot of variety. And I'm sure, like I said, I, a couple of the videos I watched, I didn't even get to see people really use the vehicles too much. Like there's helicopters and jeeps and tanks and stuff. I didn't get to see any of that.
1: I assume it still uses the same ring mechanic as every other.
0: Yeah, battle, right? yeah. I think they call it a, a gas cloud. which so is like a poison gas cloud okay, that whatever. forces everyone whatever into the. Whatever they call yeah, it. Exactly,
1: right. <laughs> it's gonna come after you.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people uh, that I follow online or on Reset or whatever, they've uh, they've not, like, ditched Apex, but they're like, they, you know, they jumped on Call of Duty yesterday they wanted to see what it was like. And some people were like, yeah, it's... I mean, if you played Modern Warfare, or the multiplayer before, you know what it's going to feel like. Like, the animation, yes. it feels very weighty. The the shooting is very heavy. It's definitely not going to feel anything like Apex movement-wise. No. Um, but, that I mean, it's Call of Duty, it's doing its own thing. It's got its own engine. That's fine. So... I think it'll obviously have a, from what I've seen so far, at least, it seems like it has a decent uh, fan base built in that'll probably stick with it. I'm sure they'll do a lot of updates to it. Now, one, one thing people complain about, like, obviously, naturally, a lot of people, when I follow these reset forums, they are they naturally want to compare the two, yes. Apex and, and, well, well, and, I and Warzone. Go,
1: I think Fortnite would be a better comparison, because Apex is so different because it has heroes. Right it's the only one with heroes and so uh,
0: sorry but i'm for context like i'm I'm mostly reading an apex thread so it's like people are comparing it to apex but one person was saying i mean one of the nice things about apex is it's never i mean with exceptions unless you're playing maybe like a really high ranked level or something if you're playing core apex or even one of the new like limited time modes it's always quick to get into matches okay you can always get into a new match within like 20 30 seconds in the Call of Duty games, this is even going back to the the original Modern Warfare multiplayer from last year. Not even counting Warzone or any of this stuff. There, the way they have their system set up, it takes so long to get in and out of games. Like people said, when you die in Warzone, like when you die for good and you're out and kicks you back to the main menu, you gotta find your lobby or anything. Yeah, but then you get back into a game, you're talking like two, three minutes. Yeah, it has like, to a accumulate 150 yeah, people. Yeah, right. It's a lot of downtime. And, and mind you, they do have crossplay enabled, so you're still matching up oh, with okay, PC and right. Xbox I people. About
1: that. Um, my question is: How long are the matches with 150 people? I've
0: seen some people say they can go up past half an hour. Oh, whereas most Apex games like, cap out like cap, twenty yeah. minutes, like fifteen, ca- twenty minutes. Yeah, like
1: the max is twenty minutes, isn't it? Yeah,
0: when you factor in two, like with, like you said, with 150 players in a big map and people being respawned in, yeah, like second That's chances just makes it's, it so much longer. Yeah
1: goodness gracious do they have dates for duos and single and they
0: haven't announced those dates yet oh but but they like i said i kind of alluded to this earlier the devs have said that for warzone that they plan to increase the player count to 200 at some point in the near future so they said by doing that they want to introduce uh quads yeah and even five man teams okay so it makes sense if you have 200 you could have five man teams now that would make pretty crazy if if your team sticks together that can make for some really crazy battles
1: but at least it may go faster
0: right so,
1: I don't know. It sounds... Uh, you would uh, have no interest to try it, though, right?
0: Well, to be honest, I mean, for me, it download almost 100 gigs, and <laughs> I, I I know I'd find it okay. Like, I I wasn't great at the Modern Warfare multiplayer when I played it.
1: Uh, but that's what everybody says, and they just get good after reputation. Yeah,
0: I, I don't have the time to get into it right now. You know, well, I, I, because
1: Mr. Apex in Baseball Friday right. is just going to...
0: One other thing I'd say about way. the... From what I have my impressions I've seen so far in the Warzone Battle Royale is that people are saying the... The time, to, the time to kill is very low. Like, you can get downed quickly in Call of Duty, right? right? So they're saying, like, if you, because the maps are so big, if you land somewhere and loot up everything, you run around for 15 minutes and don't see anyone a and you walk around a corner and get sniped in the head, you're like, well, that was Ugh. a waste of time. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, is it like I assume there's a level-up system involved in this now. Oh, yeah, too. yeah. Um,
0: okay. I, I don't even know, to be honest, if it has its own separate, I'm sure it has a separate battle pass from...
1: Probably not yet.
0: You don't think so? Not yet. Mm.
1: Like, I, I would think, because they have a battle pass already for the normal game. So I'm assuming a Battle Pass would come up in around a month.
0: Yeah, but again, because this, is, because this is its own thing, it's a standalone. Yeah. You don't
1: but I, just like Apex, Apex, Apex didn't start off with a Battle Pass. They need to get the ground to make sure that servers are stable first before they can add on a Battle Pass mm. and have more people play it and put yeah, money into it. That's fair. So
0: so um, my next question to you, we can, we can move on from Warzone now. My next question to you is going to be, what do you think... This game, how much of the impact do you think this will have on the Apex community and the player base in, in the next month or so?
1: I think that people that were playing Apex or, any, or even Fortnite, they're going to jump on this. They're going to get a good week out of it. And then they'll kind of go back to what they're used to and then back to Apex and back to Fortnite. Like, it'll be a, some people will stick to it because people that love the COD feeling. Mm -hmm. We'll stick with it. They've been waiting for it.
0: Like people are saying, especially with all the vehicles and the size of the map and stuff, they're getting a lot of Battlefield vibes from it. Mm
1: -hmm. Battlefield, oh, I forgot they had a Battle Royale mode. I (laughs)
0: totally, I don't even remember what it's called anymore.
1: But there's a feeling of COD that people, like it's just second nature to them.
0: What I'm wondering is, and I'm sure obviously EA and Respawn are going to look at the data for this over the next month or so with comparing it to how they're player bases with with competing with Warzone, but it wouldn't surprise me in the near future if ea and respawn and maybe they already have plans for this if they decide to implement some kind of cross play with apex with pc they and, should. yeah that would do ha- any
1: of their other games have that though
0: EA, or yeah cross play i don't think i think off the no, top of my head i don't think no.
1: so either yeah. so i don't know if it's not in place either engine can do it mm-hmm. so or maybe it's on there and that it's not happening but it really should. Like, there's no reason to not, really.
0: So my feelings with Apex right now, you can attest to this obviously because you've watched me play over the last few weeks and, and or even heard me play if you're not directly watching me, but for some reason the last few weeks for me on Apex have been really frustrating. And not even from a gameplay perspective, like like nothing's changed since day one. You're always gonna have terrible teammates, whether they're just not interested in helping you, like they land and do their own thing, they leave early, they, they don't out in a fight i mean everybody's got their own reasons for playing the way they do but it's just the consistency game to game for me like all some games were absolute some games were absolutely kill it like i told you i think i had a game was on the weekend or maybe even it wasn't monday i think i had a game on the weekend i was playing mostly by myself like without any friends as bangalore and i was having just good game after good game like constantly just racking up three five kills thousand damage every game and then sometimes i'll have other games where i'm just like i land i die in like 10 seconds i can't hit a shot i, I just have this terrible loot luck which is part of the br experience i get that but sometimes i just feel like i can waste a couple hours a night without really accomplishing anything mm-hmm. and it gets really frustrating especially when you compound on top of the terrible teammates and the bad luck and the just like even the uh whatever I, re- what I, th- I thought was gonna be really fun playing that new mode the, the deja loot with yeah. the fixed loot and the the circle stuff but it can be okay sometimes, but I find the experience to be really grating, especially because obviously once, it's part of the mode, I'm sure that's why I it my design, it this way, but when people learn where all the good stuff is, obviously they're just going to land there, g- gear up with gold stuff right away, go find the circle camp there, and it just becomes so redundant. So I find myself going back to playing regular Apex like on World's Edge.
1: What was your favorite new mode? Or different mode, I should say.
0: One of you know, all the ones that came yep. out last year? Well, just um, in general. Favorite new mode? Mm.
1: Uh, my favorite was the constantly closing ring.
0: Yeah, that one was fun because it created obviously the more aggressive play style. And for me personally, I just think it's duos. Yeah, I didn't, okay. because because obviously I'm I, you know you know I mostly play with one of my friends online. I have actually a lot of friends online who play Apex. I keep adding new people I play with. <laughs> so on, on any night I can have like ten, twelve people with my friends who's playing Apex. Sometimes I get invited into their games. Sometimes I play with a couple other guys yeah. on reset that are really cool. Uh, but mostly I play with one other guy, like my my coworker, um, and. So whenever there these duos events are on, him and I usually run really well together. Yeah. And even when I'm when he's not on, I can usually find a good experience playing with other randos because the thing when you're playing duos is even if you don't have a great teammate, like if they go down or they run off on their own or something, you still have a decent chance of winning a 2v1 if you're good or yeah. if the other team's unlucky. Whereas 1v3 is almost impossible unless you're like Rich or Shroud mm-hmm. or one of these guys. So yeah, I just, like I said, lately I've just had some frustrating Apex experiences and I, I don't, I'm obviously have no intention of dropping the game. I just find my... My play timeline is probably going to decrease in the near future to where I'm only playing maybe an hour a night, get a few matches in, do my dailies, that kind of thing. Yep. So.
1: Seems fair. Yeah. We love baseball. It's going to happen
0: at some point. I mean, let's be honest. I looked at my lifetime stats the other day. So the game Apex been out for a little over a year now, and I think I've played like over 5,000 matches. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's a lot on one game for me. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So.
1: There's always one game a year, though, that you stick with. And it's usually baseball, but last year it was Apex, so.
0: Well, I guess we, well, we can say segue to baseball now right? because I am so excited for <laughs> Friday. I should say technically. Well, so oh, I, 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 ke- I keep thinking of myself it's only one more sleep. So I'm going to sleep tonight. Go to work tomorrow. <laughs> probably hate my job tomorrow. I was i me sitting there thinking like, "Is it time to leave yet?" Going to go home. Uh,
1: go food shopping.
0: Yeah, I'll find ways <laughs> to shock myself until midnight tomorrow, and then you know. basically, and then, and then, pray then you, that you, the you, servers
1: don't die. I,
0: you seem more optimistic than I, I am do.
1: Very optimistic. They I will not be sad.
0: Do you not think it's going to go well? But in any case, if it doesn't go well on midnight tomorrow night, that's fine. I'm sure it'll be working by, like, noon on Friday or something once the dev team goes back to work on Friday and finds out Twitter's melting down. And, well,
1: uh, three, uh, it's yeah. 12 for them at 3 a.m. us, right. so it, it's only 9 p.m. for them when it goes live here. So they, ha- they were up, and they are reading all the hate. It's, it's
0: been really fun getting piped up for MLB again the last couple of weeks. I think I pre-ordered it two months ago or something. Oh, yeah. Um, But, you know, lately, obviously, with all the dev streams they've been doing and all the different cards they've been revealing and stuff, it it looks like it's... They're
1: very good (laughs) at uh, their schedule of getting information out every Mm -hmm. year. They get better. And
0: revealing all the new Legend cards and stuff. You were happy to see Mark Burley. (laughs)
1: Yes, Burley's the man.
0: (laughs) Uh, They haven't revealed the stats or anything yet, but I'm sure he'll be in the game at some point. Mm -hmm. Like, just, man, like, I'm trying to think, like, there's so many YouTube videos online right now of people saying, like, here's what you should do the first day. Here's how to maximize like your first I 24 know that hours. Out. Well, because of all the dev streams stuff. I guess. Like People are just saying, like, okay, well, here's the things you want to do. Do you want to go do Conquest right away? Do you want to jump right into Ranked mm. Seasons? Do you want to do... Uh, events aren't going to be starting until uh, next Thursday, which is, I think, okay. the 19th.
1: So, like, two days yeah. after the actual release. Right.
0: So, we won't be in events for the first almost week, but that's fine. It gives people time to do Ranked or, or Conquest or even... Uh, well, they have the new, new modes this year. One's called Showdown. They still have the March to October mode you can do. There's just a whole bunch of ways you can level up XP and get cards in this game. Like, it's going to be crazy to just...
1: I'm going to hear is opening packs. Yeah. hear, Woo-hoo, when I get a diamond.
0: Yeah. Oh, Battle Royale, too. I'm probably Battle Royale. We'll be playing that, too, obviously. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, look forward to that on Friday. I'm um, sure
1: we will be talking about next week.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, will be like, let go
1: week. talk fast. We can go play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this podcast
0: takes 10 minutes. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I'm all done with my gaming talk. Unless you got anything else you want to add? No. So I don't even remember, last week we did a nice little uh, actor review. What am I going to call it? Introspection on uh, Hugh-
1: introspection. Isn't it introspective?
0: I looked that up after <laughs> <laughs> on uh, on Hugh Jackman. Week we, before we did Tom Cruise. Yeah. So this week we threw a few names around. Last week I think we said like Colin Farrell, Ian Mcgregor, Ryan Gosling. I looked at all their filmographies. They're all. They, I like all three actors, but I think in terms of
1: like, underappreciated,
0: yeah, underappreciated, and like a decent amount of variety given, mm. given, given about a 20 year career know. Star now. Star
1: Wars and Moulin Rouge is pretty variety. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so I chose Ryan Gosling this week,
1: yay.
0: Mm. So he's, uh, for how old do you think he is off the top of your head? You think?
1: I'm gonna guess, 38,
0: 39, a close oh, guess, yeah. yeah. So he's his first movie role was actually in 2000, so at this point, he's had about a 20 year career, okay. Uh,
1: 18, it, okay.
0: Yeah, so his, his first movie role was actually Remember the Titans. Oh, wait,
1: you said 39. 19. Really?
0: Yeah, the Denzel Washington football movie. Interesting. Yeah, he was in that. Uh, probably his next notable role that one most people, especially, like, teenagers would know him from. Or maybe. Oh, The Notebook. I'm then listening. There you go, The Notebook. Right. That was 2004. And then after that, he did a... Uh, a movie that is kind of divisive. I've watched it a few times, and it's just I can't, I can never decide if, if I hate the movie or if I appreciate how weird it is. But he did a movie in 2005 called Stay, and it it's, it's got him and Ewan McGregor in it. so <laughs> and, Interestingly enough, uh, but yeah, it's sort of like a psychological thriller movie. It's got a lot of. Tw- it's one of those movies you have to rewatch a second time because the plot doesn't really make sense the first time you watch it.
1: Uh no, that sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that movie Gosling plays like a depressed younger guy who's I think even McGregor's like a psychiatrist or something and in this case Gosling's character like kills himself and and McGregor's character has figure out why you do it and there's all this like weird like not time travel stuff but it's like I don't know he can like see into Gosling's memories and like and then the whole movie just ends in one big twist I'm not gonna spoil but it's just a weird really oh, weird gosh. movie yeah it kind
1: of makes me want to see it now yeah. like, if I haven't seen it before which I feel I have <laughs> uh
0: his next movie after that which was actually I think the first time he started to get some like not Oscar buzz but just like more note because like you know Remember the Titans. They did a couple of like other movies after that. They were like, okay, like, I feel
1: a drama role coming on.
0: Yeah, so he did a drama role, like of course an indie, an indie drama okay. role. I actually remember watching this when I was uh, trying to do a, a paper for film school. Really, Fil- film class, I should say, film class. Sorry, at, at university, my first year of university, took a film class, and so this movie is called Half Nelson.
1: I don't know this.
0: He, he plays a uh, high school teacher. Gosling plays a high school teacher who has a drug problem, like a drug addiction. Okay. And one of his students tries to kind of help him. Like, they keep, he becomes friends with this one student. Now the one student ends up kind of, like, getting pressure to sell drugs by her cousin who's a drug dealer. So eventually, like, the movie culminates in this case where, like, she goes to deliver drugs to someone she finds out it's her teacher. And oh. And they have this, like, really weird interaction interaction where he's like i don't know what to do so he just like pays for the drugs goes off gets high and she like comes into this party and sees him in the back and he's just like a mess and i mean the movie's about more than that but i'm just saying that's the the sort of really basic synopsis of the movie but it's a really good performance by him and uh really good movie i think most people should that don't know about him yeah no Yeah, yeah the next uh notable one for him oh here we go one you can talk about now in 2007 he did a very he was on this indie kick for a while playing doing these really weird roles and this is definitely a role that like a lot of actors wouldn't have taken on because they would have thought it would be like a joke or like a like a lot of actors wouldn't have played this as seriously as he did but he went all in on this and it's called lars and the real girl
1: yeah and it's a
0: movie about a, a very social um socially like awkward i would say yeah so he's an introvert very social yeah. awkward i think he lives in a garage on his brother's property
1: yeah
0: and doesn't have i was gonna say he works in an office job somewhere doesn't have a girlfriend or anything but so i guess i can't remember if his brother suggested to him like going online trying to find a girl so he goes online and he ends up ordering basically like a, a sex doll but she's like well i guess she just shows up She shows up like a crate like a crate gets delivered in front of his garage you know and then he he, he tells his brother and, and and uh his brother's wife hey i want you to meet i met this girl online i want you to meet her right um, I think he even says she's like European or something. Yeah, that's, that's probably where she came from. But so the next thing you just see them like sitting in at the dining table in his brother's house, and just you see this bulb doll sitting there. Like yeah. she got clothes on. He put clothes and like a wig on he her. He treats and everything. her
1: like a real person. But yeah, he
0: did. He, you don't you can't tell. Like does he actually have like a mental thing where he sees her as a real person? Is he just putting on an act here, or is he just like his brother? and you know, uh, and his um, sister-in-law I think he's delusional. And they take him to, like, a psychiatrist and everything. And uh,
1: he he, de- he doesn't buy this doll for to be a no, sex doll. No, no, I no, he, just he, put that out he there. Literally he literally thinks it's a companion. It's a girlfriend. Right, it's a girlfriend
0: to him, yeah. It's a really, and it, it, it when I'm explaining this plot, really, most of you plot Rolling Your Eyes. I think this is really weird, but it's actually a really, really sweet movie. Yeah. And the way that even, like, his brother and his sister-in-law come around to, like, treating him, the, getting the community to open up and treat her like a real yeah. person. Uh, Don't you dare give away the ending I'm not I'm okay. not The ending is Because is, yes. everybody has to go watch yeah. this movie <laughs> Yeah it's that, But again It's one of these ones That most people probably I bet you, bet you if I mentioned this movie To a dozen people Maybe two of them Might have yeah. seen it Or heard of it Yeah It's not really It's really under the radar
1: But it's such a good role He treats it so perfectly Yeah That he just makes it so believable
0: mm-hmm. Next number one I'm going to say is uh, where he kind of turned out, took on an action role for the first time. It was in 2011. It was a movie called Drive.
1: I knew I was going to yeah. say that. I didn't want to be wrong. So
0: he plays a sort of like a getaway driver for hire. People hire him for like bank heist jobs. Like, anything that needs stealing, you need a getaway driver, that kind of thing. He gives you like a 10 minute window where like i will drive you anywhere you want to go and after that I'm out of here. Doesn't have. I don't think he ever, maybe near the end of the movie they actually reveal his real name. But for the most of the movie they just call him Driver. He doesn't have a name. <laughs> He's just like the driver. So yeah really good uh it's it's not really an action film like, it's an action rule for him because he does kill some people in the movie gets into some fights and shootouts mm-hmm. stuff like that some car chases but not a lot of action in the movie it's really more of a drama character study thing for him he's mostly a silent character he kind of eventually opens up to a, a woman in his apartment building that he befriends her and her younger child and uh, they get mixed up and he gets mixed up in her world that's why mm-hmm. he ends up working for some some gangsters or whatever doing some jobs but really good film. Um, now, that's probably one that if you knew Ryan Gosling, that's a movie that probably stands out yeah. on his filmography. Most people have probably seen or heard of it. Um, but, yeah, that was really good. You yeah, know, he actually, looking at his filmography, he actually had a really busy 2011. Uh, also in 2011, he did, now, over the last few, I would say not few, I would say maybe over the last four or five years, he's branched out into more comedy roles as well. And he's he's actually pretty funny. Yes, like I've even he's also done some Saturday Night Live sketches, which are pretty funny. But so his first sort of like comedic, this is more like a rom com, but it was called Crazy, Stupid Love. You heard of that I've one?
1: I've heard of it.
0: It's a really good cast. It's and he's got like uh, Steve Carell and uh, Emma Stone and um, like uh, Kevin Bacon, Julianne Moore, a lot of good actors in the movie. Uh, he's he's so good in this movie though. He he ends up he plays like a total like womanizer, like the kind of guy just like goes to a bar picks up a woman because at this, at this point probably too I should specify between Drive and this movie this is probably like when Gosling was like like in his prime appearance like on the magazines yeah like he of. was like the sexiest man alive yeah. type thing like he was because at that point he's probably like thir- early, 30s, early 30s 30, 31 30s, yeah. so he's yeah probably pretty much in his physical peak too right so he was just like sort of like the poster boy for like this guy who you just would go to the bar and get any woman you wanted yeah. right so he ends up uh, meeting actually a girl at the bar ends up being Steve Carell's daughter. who That's what Emma Stone plays in the movie. Okay, I feel like seeing this movie now. Yeah. yeah, and he, you know, they don't like hook up on the first date or anything, but he develops a relationship with her. He actually starts to kind of fall in love, which is out of character for him. And then in the movie, yeah. there's this big twist where they have this big confrontation where he shows up at the house and Steve Carell's like, what are you doing here? Because they know each other, right? Because yeah. he's trying to help Steve Carell hook up with women too because he's recently like separated. Yeah. yeah. So it's really good, but really good movie. That, that's where you got the first sense that god got some good comedic chops. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, then after that, again, same year, he transitioned to another uh, a drama movie that was actually a pretty good political movie. Uh, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen it, but you've probably heard of it, because I know I own it. It's called The Ides of March. I heard of That's it It's the one no. with George Clooney, uh, like, George Clooney, Ryan Gosling, Paul Giamatti, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was in it. Really good movie. Okay. It's about, so Gosling ends up working for... Um, he's, tr- he's working for Clooney who's like trying to become the governor of Pennsylvania or something I think <laughs> okay. so there's a lot of like but there's it's, the movie's really dark so it gets to be about like how like Gosling wants to do anything to help Clooney's character win on this political staff and, it, and that includes like covering up like an abortion and some other scandals and then in the movie like it re- it's revealed that, like Clooney wanted to Clooney knew this whole time that like Gosling was kind of skiing behind his back so he tries to fire him but then Gosling has all this dirt on him so he ends up like blackmailing oh. Clooney and then it, the movie does a good job it is, again it's another character study movie where like it starts out as like it kind of seems like this naive like I want to do anything to help out kind of guy mm-hmm. and then by the end of the movie it's total 180 where he's like I'm in control now mm-hmm. and he ends the movie on like a power trip right. so it was pretty cool it was a good okay. movie yeah uh, after that uh, so in 2012 he did another movie that I think it's kind of under people's radars uh, it's called The Place Beyond the Pines so, again, uh, it's a good cast. It's got him and him and Bradley Cooper are in it. It's got, like, Ray Liotta, uh, Ava Mendez. He actually met his... Who he's married to in real life now, he met her on this movie. Her name's Ava Mendez. I
1: know that name.
0: Yeah. So they met on this movie in 2012. They've been married ever since, actually. Okay. I, I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure if... They, well, they didn't get married right away, but yeah. I'm saying they're married now. They started going out in this film. Yeah. So this movie's about... He plays a, um, like, a low-level criminal. Like, by low-level, I mean, like, he's, he's a guy working, like, regular jobs, but he... And then he ends up meeting this Eva Mendes character and wants to impress her or like take care of her. So he starts doing these criminal jobs. He ends up becoming like a a, get a, a getaway driver. It's not, I'm not comparing it to the drive though, because in this case, like he's on like a motorcycle or a dirt bike, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. he, he he does like small robbers like he robs banks and stuff. And then at one point, his character. Yeah, it's small. What?
1: He said small robberies. Well, I
0: mean, he's robbing, like, rural banks. <laughs> okay. So he's only taking, like, maybe a few thousand. He's not robbing, like, a huge branch somewhere. He's just taking whatever money he can get, splitting it with a guy who hooks him up with these jobs. And then, yeah, he just falls into this criminal lifestyle. And then at one point in the movie, after he robs, like, his third or fourth bank, I think he finally gets chased by the cops. And it's actually the Bradley Cooper character who plays a cop in this movie. Chases him down into this house, like, causing runs, crashes, bike runs into this house in a residential area. And Cooper goes upstairs, and they have, like, a little quick shootout and he ends up killing Gosling so Gosling's character who's a big part of the marketing and everything for this movie gets killed off in like the first half hour Oof. so it's a big like okay we well didn't see that coming right
1: it uh, also makes but, people angry yeah. you.
0: <laughs> but the rest of the movie is actually really interesting because it shows it skips forward time wise a bit so again it's revealed that like Gosling's character had a child with the Eva Mendes character oh. so they flash forward like 16-17 years so at this point Cooper's character Cooper was like a rookie at the time when the shooting happened so it flash forward 15-16 years or whatever and Cooper's character is like a uh, higher up in the police force now. He's I don't he's not a detective. He's some other role. But um, Cooper's character has a son as well, a teenage son. And that teenage son becomes friends with Gosling's son. Oh boy! In the same high school, whatever. And then it's revealed there's a big twist later on where like
1: Hey, you're giving away all the twists. You're
0: right. I'm sorry. Oh, I won't. But it's a good movie. I think you should watch it. It's it's a little long, if I remember correctly. I think it felt long, like two and a half, mm. two hours, forty minutes kind of movie. But there's a lot of plot to go over. That's why it's so long. But I think it's a good movie. But again, I, I wouldn't really say you don't go into the movie thinking you're going to see a lot of Gosling because yeah, you're not. That's I why I preface by saying he dies <laughs> pretty early in the film. But... like
1: Bradley Cooper. <laughs> right, it's more of a Cooper film,
0: correct? That's true. But good movie that Gosling was in. I'll leave it at that. Um, I won't touch that on this one too much. He did a movie in 2013 called Gangster Squad, which was interesting. It was uh, it was like set in the I don't know 1940s or 50s or whatever. It was like a true story about like the gangsters in in L. A. Like Mickey Cohen and. Uh, actually I might, might be beginning of my days so it might not even be 1940 it might even be earlier than that 1920-ish but you plays like a cop who's goes on to the squad to, to take down gangsters as per the title it's not <laughs> a very subtle movie Ooh. but he's pretty good in it again it's another action role frame, him he gets through a lot of shootouts and he gets to actually hook up with them with stone again huh. it's like the third film they're in together because they do they did Crazy Stupid Love. They did this one, and they also did La La Land, which I'll right. get to in a yeah, bit. But yeah, yeah but like, they like working together. I guess. I guess they never hooked up because, what well. I can tell from looking back through Gosling's history earlier, um, he actually is that Brady's history with actresses. First one he hooked up with back in like the early two thousands was actually Sandra Bullock. He had a little fling with her really? for a while. That was a bit of an age difference. I was gonna say, yeah, because he, he was probably like twenty one, twenty two at the yeah, time. But she would probably been. And then obviously, so after the Notebook, he hooked up with Rachel McAdams.
1: Oh yes, I remember that one. Yeah,
0: can't blame him for that. No. And then uh after that
1: Canadians. Yeah.
0: And then and then like I said, he met Eva Mendes on this yes. twenty twelve movie and they've been together ever since. So So <laughs> no Emma
1: Stone ever. No Emma Stone, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh twenty fifteen he did that one called The Big Short.
1: Yes. He was pretty good at that one. He played yes. this really like
0: jerk like Wall No, he wasn't a Wall Street guy. He worked for a mm. bank. Yeah. But he was trying to capitalize on the whole That was
1: a very good movie. It
0: was a good movie. And he was good at playing like this kind of slime ball just like money rich again you know, it's he, the hair right it was the, the hair piece in that movie was interesting yeah, he definitely has some interesting hair the next one i'll touch on i really like uh and another funny comedic role for him uh it's called the nice guys
1: the nice
0: Guys. that's what he did with russell crowe where they played detectives in la in like the 70s or something okay you ever heard of that one no he was really good at it. it was so funny was Crowe good in it too yeah okay russell crowe kind of plays the in enfor- like the, the big enforcer i'm gonna beat you up type and gosling is more like the i'm the pi who's not that great at my job type so okay. they have a lot of they have a lot of banter between the two of them that's really good uh it's directed by the guy like shane black who did like um he wrote a lot of the lethal weapon movies mm. he did that one called uh, kiss kiss bang bang with robert yep. Downey jr so he's really good at writing these buddy cop like Funny dynamic movies So it really works here too With him and Russell Crowe I like that movie a lot
1: Interesting dynamic those Yeah
0: Also in 2016 He did La La Land Of course Which I can't talk about a lot Because I haven't personally seen it But I know it was well regarded Yeah Like got a bunch of awards Uh, It's it's a a musical Set in like modern day LA It's it's, it's mostly It's about like Gazi being like A struggling uh, performer I think he's a a pianist Um, He plays in like Jazz bars and stuff He likes jazz music a lot But obviously jazz music Is dying nowadays Mm. In this culture so is it go, set in this time? Or maybe it's like 90s, but I I, it's know. more recent. It's not like old old movie, like 70s just, or anything. Just, just
1: judging by the costume. So
0: yeah, well, I think that's more the director's choice to go with that flair to make it feel more like a musical, to give uh, it that kind of... Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure it is... Cause if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure Amazon uses like, smartphones in the movies. It has to be modern okay. day now. I think, about it, but... Yeah, that a was. A movie that you haven't seen. Yeah. Well, I've seen enough clips and stuff on YouTube <laughs> I to see. I, again, I understand the dynamic between him and Emma Stone, so be really good in that movie. They have a lot well,
1: of. Well, yes, they have history.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, his most recent role that I think he was fantastic in was uh, Blade Runner 2049. Right. It came out three years ago.
1: Three years? What the heck is yeah. he doing nowadays?
0: Yeah, to be honest, he, we'll get that in a He hasn't done anything for the last couple of years, so I don't know if he's on hiatus. I don't know if he, he has. According to his filmography on IMDb, he doesn't even have anything really in the works right now. Not so. even
1: TV or anything?
0: No. Okay. HBO uh, seems
1: to be taking everybody these
0: days. Yeah. So in Blade Runner, he, for those who don't know, Blade Runner 24.9 is like a direct sequel to the original Blade Runner from nineteen
1: eighty two. It's a treat for the eyes.
0: So like it even they even bring back Harrison Ford in this movie, uh, <laughs> playing obviously a much older version of his character from the original mm-hmm. film. But yeah, so in this movie, uh, I mean, it's not, I'm not giving away any spoilers here, if they reveal it the pretty early on in the movie. But um, Ryan Gosling plays basically he's, he's a replicant of this case, so he's a he's not human he's like a, a robot who looks like a human has human character they give them the human personalities they give them but they have to go in for like after they do these jobs where they track down other replicants who have gone rogue and terminate mm-hmm. them he has to go back into the police station for like testing to make sure psychologically psychology he hasn't like snapped or like forgotten how he's programming you know what I mean but there's really so eventually he doesn't actually meet the Harrison Ford character until like almost two thirds into the movie so it really is even though the marketing had a lot of Harrison Ford prominent the movie is really Gosling's film a lot cool. of it, especially the, like, yeah, and a lot of it, again, is him playing, like, this kind of, like, silent brooding character. Because a lot of the time he doesn't interact with people because no one likes him. He has mm-hmm. a, he has, like, an AI companion in his in his apartment, like, a, this girl who, uh, you know, she greets him. Oh, hey, honey, you're home. And she, like, brings him a meal. But it's all like it's all like holographic stuff. Oh, so it's all, he has to pretend, but he's obviously probably used to it at this point. Yeah, thinking that she's real because he can't actually like touch her or anything. But yeah, he gets to show off some more action chops in this role. Like I said, he gets to do a lot of shooting and some fighting. And it's I won't spoil the ending, but it has a nice arc to his his role. And uh, I was glad to see him in this kind of movie. Uh, after that, he did the, the the most recent movie he's done back in 2018. Uh, he did, uh, which I've seen. He did a movie called First Man. Where he, it's, about, it's about Neil Armstrong, the first man on oh, the moon. Okay. He plays Neil Armstrong. So, again, it's an interesting character study. It's, now, I think it's, if, I'm not, if I'm not thinking, if my thinking is correct, I think this is the first time where he's actually played, like, another person in a role. Usually the roles oh. are their own characters, but now he's playing a, huge, a real person. So he has to yeah like, pick up on the mannerisms of the person, how he would talk, how he would look and feel, right. you know what I mean? So, for, for all accounts, it sounds like he did a really good job of, of imitating Neil Armstrong uh almost too much like i the, when i watched the movie i heard about this going into the movie too it's a little dry like you know i'm to have a lot of personality okay he was a pretty normal
1: oh well, he was just a did his job fans. kind of guy
0: yeah he was smart and and, and driven and stuff yeah. but not a lot of like, like he didn't have a lot of blow-ups and anger and stuff yeah. that would translate on the big screen like oh a lot of emotion yeah you know? so the movie was kind of dull character wise but it was beautiful visually like i remember watching on you know, 4k here i rented it uh, the the any of the space scenes and or yeah, yeah. scenes in NASA were amazing, but it's not a film I would probably rewatch. Right. Was, outside of wanting to show someone a couple of scenes like, hey, look at this, looks cool. Mm-hmm. But he he was good in the movie. Like he definitely didn't hurt it, but you wouldn't say, hey, he was amazing in that movie. Like it was just kind of there.
1: Yeah, but I think any actor probably would have.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody would have done a better job. Yeah. So let's just say that. But so again, that's, that's kind of where we're at. so again, I think going over the let's say twenty years of history, he's had he's had some good variety. He did some indie stuff early on. He got into some action roles, some comedy, uh, but I still feel like he's sort of underappreciated. Like he's he's, he never, he's never he's never done a bad film. No, like,
1: but has he ever been nominated for best actor? i would assume for la la land he would have been
0: i don't think he was i, I can actually look it up i was trying to sorry, i was trying to look it up earlier for some reason the wikipedia article was like crashing on him or something i'm like was everybody trying to look up ryan gosling right now it's like what the heck's going on imdb's working but not the uh, wikipedia interesting i don't believe off the top of my head that he's ever been uh nominated for a academy award let's take a look here it's finally loading up here in wikipedia accolades list of awards. okay so he's, had, so he's had two academy award nominations no wins he won one Golden Globe.
1: Wait, what were the Let's nominations see. for? Well, that's what I'm looking up here. Okay. Sorry.
0: Uh, so you're, you're assuming La La Land he got nominated for. I'd probably agree with you.
1: You just didn't agree with me five seconds ago.
0: Well, I'm just thinking. Okay, here we go. La La Land. Oh, here we go. Okay. Sorry, I finally have it. Okay, so. Oh, here. Okay, so this is good. So actually, um, I didn't think he was really appreciated for this role, but apparently it's the one that I mentioned back in 06, Half Nelson. Yep. Where he plays the drug addicted teacher. He was nominated for an Academy Award for that one.
1: Okay. Which is good.
0: I think that's one of his best roles. And then you're right for La La Land. Ha! He was nominated also. Uh,
1: Musicals usually get nominated, if you can say. He,
0: he won He won the Golden Globe for La La Land. Mm. So he got a little bit of recognition there. Here, here You'll like this. He was actually nominated for a Golden Globe for Lars and the Real Girl. He should
1: have been. He was yeah. amazing. Yeah.
0: He was also nominated for a couple of other ones I mentioned, The Ides of March mm-hmm. and Crazy Stupid Love. He got nominated for Golden Globes for both of those. Yeah. So he's having a little bit of recognition, but...
1: I'm excited for what's next.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, he's, he's, he'll be 40 later this year. So, he's still got obviously a long career ahead of him. He's already accomplished a lot by the time he's mm-hmm. 40. I think it's interesting that he says that doesn't have anything already scheduled on the. Maybe
1: they're trying to have kids. Maybe they have a kid. I think kid.
0: they already have two. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, yeah, who knows? Maybe he's just being really picky with his roles, um, waiting for the right script to come along. Yeah. He did, um, I skipped over, but he did direct the movie in 2014, so maybe he's trying to get more into directing. Okay. But uh, no, for, again, I haven't seen it, but from I've heard the movie directed in 2014, wasn't very good. Now, I don't think he wrote it, so I don't think you can blame the screenplay on him. But I just heard it wasn't a very good film. So maybe that was like a one and well, none for learned. him. I don't know. He yeah, could be. Could have. Yeah. He um, needs to
1: find his muse.
0: Hmm. But yeah. yeah uh, again, all those movies I recommended. Like off the top of my head, I would say, Out of all the ones I recommend, I would say if you really want to watch three, off the top of my head, I'd say go watch Half Nelson, Lars and the Real Girl, and uh, Blade Runner 2049. Those are my three mm, picks.
1: I don't think I've seen Blade Runner 2049, but I think we own it in 4K. We do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I believe that's a must That one, That one
0: is a long... Uh, it's probably two, at least two and a half hours, okay. but it really the pacing is really good. It doesn't feel that long, right? So I, I de- okay definitely I recommend. it. And it's also a beautiful looking. <laughs> you're gonna love this. Who's the cinematographer?
1: Oh no! D- oh, can you give me the first letter? Well, I'm gonna keep mentioning you things every week until you remember. R. Is it Ryan?
0: No, <laughs> we just did Ryan. That's <laughs> I why know. Why
1: you're can you give me the first name?
0: Roger. Come no, on, really?
1: Deacons. yes, I did it.
0: There you go. Roger Deakins is the cinematography <laughs> on Blade Runner 2049 and it's beautiful. And also, also Hans Zimmer does the score. Oh my gosh! So it's got like all the best. These people and the director, very good director. Didn't I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher his name? Because it's French. Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, he also directed some other other movies I really like, uh, like Prisoners' Arrival, okay. uh, the one with Amy Adams. Yep. And uh, and he did obviously Blade Runner. And he's oh he did um he also did that one called Sicario. Yes. Yeah, and the next one he's got coming out later this year. I want to say it's November. I can't remember the exact. Date. He's got one coming out this year. uh It's actually, well, it's not a, it's not a remake. I should say, like a reboot is on uh, Dune. Okay. Oh, Dune? I've heard of Dune. It was a very popular book. Yes. I want to say from the seventies or eighties. They did a movie on it in the eighties, which is good. But I don't know how much it holds up nowadays with the special right. effects. But this one has it's like a stack cast. Okay. Yes, so, I
1: do remember hearing this is an amazing book. Yeah.
0: So he's a good director. So he do, he directs the hell out of twenty forty nine. Along with the great music and the great cinematography and the great acting, I think Blade Runner is really Blade Runner. We could do a whole separate podcast playing Blade Runner. I think <laughs> that was a really under underappreciated film for 2017. Yes. It, it was like a box office flop. I don't ah. know why. I don't know why because you had the built in you had the built in fan base from the original Blade Runner. Yeah. You brought Harrison Ford back. You yeah. got Gosling, was a good actor. You got the other all the other elements that I mentioned. For some reason, it just kind of flopped.
1: Really? Because so. a lot of when I w- was on Twitter, everybody was so excited to see this movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, and
0: there was no one online had a bad thing to say, but no. somebody just didn't connect with... I mean, it had to do with the release date. I don't know what the release date was. So it was maybe summer, I Yeah, I want to say it was I summer. I believe but mid-summer. Maybe all the Marvel stuff just ate it up.
1: Oh, yes. Well, it's going to do that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, in any case, that's that's all I got to say about that. So, I guess we can probably wrap this up here so you can...
1: Cool. I don't know what we'll do next week, but we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll have a female. Well, you class.
0: know what? Let's... Oh, well... Okay. Do you want to do female next week?
1: I don't. Know. Well, I know you have. Okay, people. how
0: about this? A week after we'll do my opinion. Just wrap up the podcast here. I think next week we should do Colin Farrell. Okay. I think again he's got a really good I filmography. Want to see one of his movies. Which one?
1: The one where he's Irish.
0: Well, he. <laughs> <laughs> he is Irish in real life
1: uh, it, it, it's an old dude and you're thinking of In Bruges okay yeah that's what I'm yes. gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna
0: talk about that next week among many other things for Colin Farrell okay
1: maybe we'll I've do, seen more than one but that's you, what you I you definitely think have of.
0: but that's all you think of right now okay
1: Has he done anything animated okay we'll get into it next week Never mind.
0: Uh, y- no 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 you got me thinking because you know I always come in and prepared so next week I'll have a full I thing know. written up on it
1: okay but well, on the top of your head anything animated I I had
0: animated I think maybe one
1: that's what I feel I feel like I've seen something animated
0: Okay, I'm just going to throw a few tiles here. I know you probably seen none of this stuff. No, don't do stuff. that. Okay, fine, fine. Wrap it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Go watch things with Ryan Gosling and especially Lars and the Real Girl. Like, you very much. Bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>